This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, the Biden Administration Office of Personnel Management gets its first second-in-command. Former White House Trade Policy Director Peter Navarro's in trouble for doing government business on his private email. And the Navy has a new top intelligence officer. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. It's Thursday, August 4th, 2022. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. The Office of Personnel Management is getting a second-in-command. President Joe Biden nominated Rob Schreiber to be the OPM Deputy Director. Schreiber is a political appointee already, having been the Associate Director for Employee Services for the past 18 months. If confirmed by the Senate, he would be the first OPM Deputy Director since January 2021, when Michael Regas left the role. Three agencies get new money to accelerate customer experience improvements. Federal News Network's Jason Miller explains. The Technology Modernization Fund Board and OMB delivered their first installment of money as part of their commitment to spend $100 million to improve citizen services. The TMF Board and OMB announced yesterday they were awarding $26.8 million to three agencies to address legacy systems that serve the public. AmeriCorps receives a loan of $14 million, the Labor Department won $7.2 million, and USAID will receive $5.6 million to accelerate different modernization efforts. The TMF board now has made 29 awards worth more than $500 million. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. For the fourth year in a row, the General Services Administration IT won the five-star EPEAT Purchaser Award. The award is for excellence in sustainable procurement of IT products and services. The Global Electronics Council gives the award annually to recognize organizations that purchase and sell environmentally friendly electronic products. GSA recycles its equipment by donating it to schools and other institutions or by repurposing it. The Justice Department is suing former White House Trade Policy Director Peter Navarro, claiming he did government business on a private email account and never turned records over to the National Archives and Records Administration, or NARA. If true, that would violate the Presidential Records Act. DOJ claims both NARA and its own attorneys have tried to negotiate with Navarro. The government says he's refused to do so unless he's guaranteed immunity from prosecution over anything those records reveal. The nominee to serve as the State Department's top cyber ambassador lays out his priorities. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday has more. Nathaniel Fick is the Biden administration's pick to be the first ever ambassador at large for cyberspace and digital policy. Fick told the Senate Foreign Relations Committee that his first priority is building more expertise in cyber and digital technologies at the State Department. I can imagine a future where any candidate to be a chief of mission is expected to have an understanding of these issues because they're a substrate that cut across every aspect of our foreign policy. Fick is a retired Marine Corps officer and technology executive. If confirmed, he would head up the State Department's new Bureau of Cyberspace and Digital Diplomacy, just established in April. Justin Doubleday. Federal News Network. The Air Force is trying to amp up its artificial intelligence and data network with a new conference. The first ever data and AI forum will bring together top defense technology officials with industry and academia. The summit will be held in Massachusetts at the end of August. 
the Defense Department and military services are putting increased resources into data and AI in order to improve weapon systems. TRICARE beneficiaries got a reprieve from telehealth co-pays during the pandemic, but that's about to change. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni has more. The Defense Health Agency says it will no longer subsidize telehealth appointment co-pays now that threats from COVID-19 are easing. The rule will not go into effect until the agency informs providers of the change. Currently, there's no timeline for that process. DHA says appointments made by telephone will still be copay free. DHA decided not to reinstitute those charges after public comments from the American Medical Association and other health institutions. The Defense Department will recoup nearly $5 million a month by reinstating telehealth copays. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. The Navy has a new top intelligence officer. Rear Admiral Mike Studeman assumed command of the Office of Naval Intelligence and Directorship of the National Maritime Intelligence Integration Office on August 1st. He takes over for Rear Admiral Kurt Copley, who had led the command since June 2021. Studeman was previously Director for Intelligence at the U.S. Indo-Pacific Command. The Labor Department has a new leader for diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility initiatives. The agency names Alicia Black Hackett as its Chief Diversity and Equity Officer. Hackett is the first person to hold the position for DOL. The agency created the role after the White House tasked all agencies with naming a Chief Diversity Officer as part of an executive order to advance DEIA in the federal workforce. Federal first responders who are disabled are one step closer to securing equal retirement benefits. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman has more. In a unanimous vote, the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee passes the First Responder Fair Retire Act. The legislation would let disabled federal first responders like firefighters and law enforcement officers continue receiving the same retirement benefits as all first responders in the government. The House unanimously passed partner legislation last month and the bill now moves to the full Senate for consideration. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. The Department of Veterans Affairs programs for identifying employees on its networks face some serious problems. According to a new report by the department's inspector general, the IG says the governance process for Identity, Credentialing and Access Management, or ICAM, is spread across different offices that don't agree on how to implement ICAM. The review found the lack of cooperation means VA is likely restricting some data from employees who truly need it and leaving other sensitive data open to workers that don't. The American Federation of Government Employees and the Veterans Healthcare Policy Institute are calling on leaders in Congress and the Department of Veterans Affairs to fully fund, staff, and expand VA resources. The demand comes after AFGE published a survey of 2,300 VA employees and veterans. 50% of the respondents reported that budget shortages closed VA beds, units, and programs. 88% of respondents said their facility needs more clinical frontline staff. According to the Partnership for Public Service, the VA had the highest attrition rate at 7.1%. That's a 6.4% increase from last year and 1% higher than the government-wide average. Despite the agency's challenges, VA was ranked fifth among the best places to work in the federal government in an annual report produced by the Partnership for Public Service and Boston Consulting Group. Find these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast of Thursday, August 4th, 2022, I'm Peter Masurlian.
Reconnect with a carpool or van pool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.